Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence of Roots Base Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, A Mock and Fake Trades. And ask me questions if I was confusing two of my favorite off-season topics. Two of my absolute favorite off-season topics are mock drafts and fake trades. Mock drafts and fake trades. Because if done properly, they can be educational. If done poorly... They represent poorly upon the person who is doing the mock draft or the fake trade. Either or. And it's really not that hard to tell sometimes. Um, I have a list of 12 names. I've gone through the 12 names, but I might as well go through them again. Peyton Paulette, Arkansas. Elijah Green, IMG Academy. Andrew Jones, Wesleyan High School, Brooks Lee, Cal Poly. Paulette is a right-handed pitcher. Green is an outfielder. Andrew Jones is a center fielder. Brooks Lee is a shortstop. Termar Johnson, infielder. Mays High School in Georgia. Right-handed pitcher, Dylan Lesko, Buford High School, Georgia. Third baseman, Cam Collier, Mount Perrin High School, Georgia. Shortstop Carter Young Vanderbilt, infield Jace Young Texas Tech, outfield Gavin Cross Virginia Tech, infield Jason Jones Braswell High School Texas, and Chase DeLauder, outfielder James Madison. If someone goes with a mock draft and mentions any of those 12, I'm guessing they've probably done a little tiny bit of homework. Maybe not enough, maybe too much. But with my perception of who the top players are, what the Cubs' needs are, all that kind of stuff, any of those 12, I'm not going to fuss. I'm really not going to fuss. I'm really not going to fuss, especially when it's in October. All 12 of those make sense. And... Major, minor League Madhouse, Major League Madhouse. Oh, they're going to get mad. Well, I won't. One of the places that does periodic mock drafts. Hang on a second. Dee, 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 dee. Hey, did you see where Facebook's down? It's really kind of funny. People wanting their Facebook. Uh, minor League Madhouse. There you go. That's the name of the place. Minor League Madhouse. They periodically pop out. Uh, wow, they had Drew Jones to the Mets at 11? Crikey, that's pretty cool for the Mets. Drew Jones at 11? Wow. Um, Minor League Madhouse, they occasionally have mock drafts and they're kind of fun. They're kind of fun. Uh, their assessment's not too horrible. I'm not totally wedded to them. Uh, I'll chit-chat with them back and forth here and there. I don't think they follow me. I follow them. Um... So it goes. But their mock draft, end of the season version, they gave Peyton Paulette 
an Arkansas right-hander to the Cubs. Paulette makes perfect sense. He's the only college starting pitcher I have on my list of 12. I'm really not a fan of pitchers in the first round. I'm really not because there's so much that can go wrong with them. Not only can they get injured, not only can the injuries last a very long time, there are so many things that have to actually go right for a starting pitcher to cash at the major league level. If you get a player like a anywhere between an Albert Elmora and a Kyle Schwarber, at least they contributed at the major league level. At least they contributed to a World Series championship. They were not ideal players. They were not the types that are going to have their uniform numbers retired. But even though being early first-round draft choices, they chipped in. They helped. They contributed to the championship. So many pitchers. The line I heard uh, years ago on some pitcher, I think I even know who the pitcher was somebody was using the line on, but it doesn't matter who it is. He left his best slider in the Midwest League. He was doing all the pitches at the lower levels and he got to the major league or he got to the upper levels of the minor leagues and he is done. He's flat out done. He had nothing left. He was gone. It wasn't he was a bad pitcher. It wasn't he didn't try hard enough. It wasn't he wasn't gritty enough or wasn't grindy enough. It's hard to stay healthy. With pitchers especially, not only do you have to stay healthy, which is hard, 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 hard to do, you also have to be able to spot the ball in the sixth inning just to the exact point that the catcher's placing his glove to get the strikeout or else you're useless. If you can't spot the ball in the sixth inning with a major league umpire behind the plate, really, why? As a first-round draft pick, if the player doesn't end up being a legitimate major league pitcher, there's a very legitimate chance that it's going to be a bad selection. So with Peyton Paulette, does it make sense to think that he will probably be good enough to be a major league starter? Could argue yes, could argue no. Could say, I really don't like pitchers in the first round. That said, I don't like him either in the first round. But you do need somebody who can eventually take up innings. You can't magically wish for calling up a, picking up a guy off the DFA wire and plugging him in and having him throw 225 innings a year. That just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. At some point, a team has to commit to developing their own pitching, locating their own pitching, maximizing the return on the pitching, and getting results. Cubs went with Jordan Wicks last cycle. He represents well. Will he do well or not? We'll have to find that out. But it could be that he is perfectly fine, but his body isn't, or something happens, or he has a knee problem, or he has an elbow problem. or It's not necessarily always on the player. I'm not a huge fan of selecting pitchers. However... I mentioned it in a recent podcast. Paulette was being interviewed before a game in 2021. He was commenting how after his preceding season, 
this offseason leading up to the regular season. His fastball, 17 times out of 20, he was 95 or higher as a sophomore. Really, I'm good with that. He's not just a fastball thrower. He has a, um, an amalgam of pitches. Um, Casey Opitz has caught him. Casey Opitz knows all about him. There would be about no uh, oh commiseration necessary at all there. Hey, dude, how's the, is the slider better than it was or worse? What's different? How's the curveball? Okay, we're good. Let's go. You know, they, they'd need about 10 minutes in a year, in August, and Casey Opitz would be, okay, let's do this. I'm going to catch you. I, I, I'm totally ready. Um, Peyton Paulette would make sense. Would that mean he would necessarily be elite? No, it doesn't. I've heard people who are smarter at this than I am comping Peyton Paulette to Walker Bueller. If you would give me Walker Bueller plus or minus at seven, I'd take that in about a quarter of a heartbeat. Maybe not quite that long, but I don't think I'd take much more. It, it wouldn't take too much longer than a quarter of a heartbeat to take. Yeah, I'd take Walker Bueller plus or minus at seven. I would do that. So, yeah, minor league madhouse. They're far from ideal. But they're kind of fun to follow. Every once in a while, they throw out a mock draft. And this year, I'd probably better pay a little bit more close attention to them, especially to the 12 players that are on my list. And if they're putting Drew Jones going to the Mets at 11, mm, wow, that's better than Kumar Rocker. I'll just say it. Um, thanks for stopping by. Uh, trying to keep you abreast of what's going on with Cubs information, Cubs news, Cubs chatter, Cubs logic, Cubs mindset, Cubs deeper dive stuff. And if you think I'm doing the job well, locate me on Patreon. I have a lot of my articles posted on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. If Facebook still exists, I don't know if it still does. Um, yeah, look up one of my Patreon articles and contribute there. Whatever. Um, I'm trying. Mock drafts was the first half. Fake trades is the second half. I'm going to give you a little bit of a primer on fake trades. Fake trades can be immensely fun. Immensely fun because, at least they're, they're, they work for me. They work for me because I do this baseball thing because I want to better understand what works. I want to better understand what works. Let's say I'm at a 78.4% rate right now of understanding things. 78.4. What I would like to do is next week get a little bit closer to 80. I don't know everything. Some people already do know everything. They know so much everything that they can't be convinced otherwise on anything because they know everything. They're perfectly fine. They're perfectly good. They are loaded for bear. There's nothing more they can learn. For me, there's a whole lot more stuff I can still learn. 
So when it comes up a situation where the two people that would make the most logical sense as far as trades this offseason for the Cubs would be Kyle Hendricks and Wilson Contreras. Now, if you're going to do the mock, the fake trade thing, the faux trade thing, two things you got to realize first if you're going to do the job properly. Two things you got to do first if you're going to do the job properly. What specifically is the other team looking for? So often, my, my favorite one, my favorite one is during 2021, whenever it was, could have been any month of the year. Somebody was saying the Cubs are going to trade Anthony Rizzo plus to the Yankees for uh, Luke Voigt plus. Now, who the pluses were would vary from month to month, from writer to writer, from whatever to whatever. But generally, the hinted at trade was Anthony Rizzo plus for Luke Voigt plus. The idea being Cubs are trading Anthony Rizzo because he's going to be leaving anyway. Toss in a person. And the Cubs would get Luke Voigt back because, well, he won't be leaving right away. See how that the, see how that mindset was? Now, for some people that made that worked because, well, for a Yankees fan, getting Anthony Rizzo is better than having Luke Voigt. That was the mindset. Completely get it. And throw Luke Voigt to the Cubs. The Cubs, well, you get to have him for a while, da-da-da. He's not a pending free agent, etc. etc. I guess it kind of made sense. There were even sometimes that people made trade recommendations along those lines that I kind of sort of bought into. Voigt plus for Rizzo plus? Okay, yeah, I can I can almost kind of see that. I wasn't jumping up and down. I wasn't saying, yay, this makes a whole lot of sense. A lot of times the plus one the Cubs were giving away was Kyle Hendricks, and the plus one the Yankees were giving back was somebody um, basically... Uh, <laughs> probably ought to get designated for assignment anyway, or some somewhat close to it. So yeah, the trades weren't exactly ideal. But from the perspective of the proposer, hey, it made perfect sense. Because after all, they were giving the Cubs what the Cubs wanted, longer-term control, and they, except that wasn't what the Cubs were after. The Cubs weren't after Luke Voigt. If the Cubs were after Luke Voigt, you know what? You know what they'd have traded for? Exactly, Luke Voigt. If Luke Voigt was who the Cubs wanted, they would have traded for Luke Voigt. They didn't want Luke Voigt. What they wanted was somebody more along the lines of, oh, Alexander Vizcaino and or Kevin Alcantara. That is what the Cubs wanted. When the Yankees finally decided, oh, okay, I see. You don't want Luke Voigt. What you actually want is prospects who you can control until bloody near 2030. Then that's what it ended up being. If you're trying to do a fake trade premise to get close to what is accurate, you don't have to be spot on perfect. Now, somebody would have said it's going to be... Uh, I'll go with the Mets trades I was talking about. 
I didn't mention it's going to be um, Pete Crow Armstrong. At least not until... Oh, jeez, when was that? I don't even think I, I... I think I was still talking about Chris Bryant. I think I was talking Chris Bryant possibly maybe for Pete Crow Armstrong, but not Javier Baez. But I wasn't leading with Pete Crow Armstrong. What I was doing was I was assessing what the other team had. Who are the players that the other team has? Who are the players that the other team has that kind of make sense? If there are a couple of players that kind of make sense, and there are games going on, which aren't right now, if there are games going on, then check out those games. Listen to those games. Put an ear on those games. So, let's say the Cubs are going to make a trade involving Wilson Contreras. Now, that would be very unpopular, very unpopular. I understand why it would be very unpopular, and certain people would be very bitterly upset by it. And I get it, I understand it. But let's just say it is unavoidable. That's just the, the, the starting assumption. It's unavoidable that Wilson Contreras will not re-sign with the Cubs. He will test free agency in 13 months, and the Cubs, all they would get would be a second round draft pick in compensation. If we're starting there, that's a bad deal for the Cubs. That's a bad deal for the Cubs. They would be better off trading Wilson Contreras either in the offseason or in July as opposed to losing him in free agency, having him for only one more season, getting a second round draft pick for him, and still having catching nowhere near Touch, nowhere near organized, nowhere near anything. So, if there is going to be a trade, a fake trade, a discussion, whichever team makes the most sense for Contreras, then what you do is you research that team's minor leagues. You research, I love going to fan graphs, I love going to fan graphs and trying to remember. Now, what is it? What is it specifically that the Cubs have generally been targeting when they have been adding prospects and trade? Hasn't been a clear 100% across the board thing. After all, Cody Hoyer was on the major league roster. Uh, eventually, um, well, Nick Madrigal was on the roster. Eventually, Greg Deitman was on the roster. A couple other players were already on the 40-man roster. But in general, in general, in general, the Cubs have been looking for players who have length to go before Rule 5 free agency. So, if you're trying to figure out which players might make sense if the Cubs are trading away Wilson Contreras. And if you're going to talk about, just to use a name of a team, the Angels, what sort of trade would make sense for the Angels? Now, I'm going to say that one more time. Which sort of trade would make sense for the Angels? Not for the Cubs, but for the Angels. Because 
If you're trying to do a fake trade, the goal ought to be to come as close as possible. The goal should not be, neener, 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 I stole your best prospect. If it's not going to be that, if you're saying, this is what the trade it would be something like, and you are completely wrong, nowhere even close to correct, why did you waste everybody's time? The goal ought to be which players would likely be strongly considered if this sort of a trade is made. And you take in as much information as can be gleaned. You assess which prospects on the prospect giving team's roster make the most sense. And it's not a goal of, I insist on it having to be one of the top two guys or else they can pound sand. That's not how trades work anymore. Maybe it did back in the day. That's not how it works anymore. Teams value long-term prospects more than parents value children. That's how it works. Owners, executives don't want to give away top three prospects. They just don't. That's not something they're prone to doing. So if you're trying to do a fake trade between the Cubs and the mm -hmm, whoever for whichever player... One thing that's intriguing, interesting, available in regards to the Cubs and the Angels, should that be the matchup, the hookup, the Cubs and the Angels are playing a whole lot of games in the instructional league. The Angels drafted 20 players in their draft out of 20 draft picks that were pitchers. Excuse me. So obviously the Angels have quite a few pitchers that they are testing out, working through the uh, working through the gauntlet, checking to see is this the guy we prefer or is that guy the one that we prefer, and all down on all down the line. Whoever is playing against the Angels in instructs gets to see a whole bunch of pitchers. Are you more interested in this guy? Maybe this guy is your flavor. Perhaps that guy, this guy over here. And it's not, well, who's gonna be the good guy? That's why they play games. <laughs> games are played, years progress, and five, six, seven, eight, nine years down the line. Oh, maybe we should have gone with that guy. <coughs> but in seven or eight or nine years, you can't get him as a rookie. Assessing the talent as currently is is the best way to do it. And usually teams aren't going to want to trade a top three or a top four draft pick. Or top three or top four prospect. They're just not. Now, maybe sometimes possibly they will. But in general, teams really don't want to do that. They have spent a whole lot of time, a whole lot of development effort, a whole lot, of, just a whole lot of everything. Getting this player from where he was when he was initially signed to where he is now. And if he's the second or third best prospect, team probably, 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 probably doesn't want to trade him for a one-year guy. And realistically, that's who Wilson Contreras is. So if you are doing the fake trade thing, 
assess what is this team's history on what they are willing to give up. What is this other team's history in trying to acquire something? It <coughs> um, presumably, the Angels are trying to win a championship in 2022 or 2023. So perhaps they might be willing to give up a second or a third uh, prospect in their pipeline. Possibly yes, possibly no. But for the people who say the Cubs should not make this trade unless they get one of the top two guys because those are the only two guys that disregard that person entirely. He's having a discussion with someone. I can't even remember what it was about. Um, they were getting a little bit upset at something that I'd said. They'd said something kind of emotion-driven. I responded with something logic-driven. They responded, but you have to be emotion-driven. I was all set to look. I was all set to respond. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to check something. I checked on the person's face, on the person's Twitter profile. They follow nine people and have 11 followers. Or maybe it was the other way around. 11 and 9. I figured, you know what? For talking to only 11 or 9 people, Probably not worth getting bent about. So I just dialed it back. With a fake trade, the goal is to try to come reasonably close with the secondary goal being learning more stuff about the other team. If you don't want to learn more about the other team, don't do a fake trade. Don't bother to do a fake trade. Because if you're going to take a... Let's say you're going to do a podcast or write an article, either or. When a person writes an article, it might look kind of short, you know, only like four or five paragraphs long. But by the time you come up with the idea, come up with a beginning, come up with a finish, come up with a couple of merges in between, come up with a blah, 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 blah. You're it, it, it's an hour. It's an hour to write it. And it's some time to research it. If you're not willing to do the research, don't do it. Just don't do it. If you're, if I get to a point where there's a team, who's the team that's going to try to win the series next year? That's going to prioritize winning the series in 2022, and they would be willing to trade prospects of value in 2024 through 2026 to try to gamble at winning in 2022. Who's that team next year? I Maybe the Mets, maybe the Angels. Who's that team? Who's the team that's going to prioritize 2022 over 2024 to 2026? It's not going to be the Cubs. The Cubs will definitely be trying to prioritize 2024, 2025, 26, 26 and beyond. The Cubs goal ought to be to find the team that is interested in winning this year and is willing to surrender future value for present value. And whatever team that is, whether you are familiar with them or not, whether you like them or not, whether their executives are cool or not, what you're trying to do is figure out. What you're trying to do is figure out what guys might make sense. What guys might make sense? Maybe you want to run through a trade analyzer or something like that. But you want to try to figure out, okay, if the Cubs are going to make this trade with this team, here are three or four guys that 
to me, makes sense for the Cubs to prioritize. Now, my hunch, my hunch is, looking at the Cubs system now, it's not that they have enough outfielders. It's not that they have enough infielders. You can never have enough quality of anything. But the somewhat glaring problem that I see is the Cubs still could probably use another couple of starting pitchers. And starting pitchers at no specific particular level of expertise. If they get another starting pitcher at advanced A ball, then they get another starting pitcher who is, I'd say, one guy in advanced A ball and one guy who's on the verge of low A ball. Low A ball or possibly short season ball again. But they both look like they make might make sense long term. That wouldn't be enough to flip Contreras. But if they look good enough long term, it comes awful darn close. It comes awful darn close. What you're trying to do is create a reasonable facsimile of an equation. This team would be willing to give that to that team. And that team would be willing to give this to this team. Instead of the Rizzo plus Hendricks for, what is it, Andu, Miguel Andujar and uh, Voigt, Luke Voigt. Because if you're making that trade from the Cub, from the Yankees' perspective, yeah, trade Miguel Andujar and Luke Voigt for Kyle Hendricks and Anthony Rizzo. Of course it makes sense for the Yankees, but it makes no sense for the Cubs. The goal when you're doing a fake trade, if you plop yourself right on the equal sign, right on the this team's getting that, that team's getting the other, what you're trying to do is figure out something where both teams would say, yeah, I'd rather have what's being proposed to come to us as opposed to what we're giving away. In July, the Yankees were more interested in Anthony Rizzo than Kevin Alcantara and Alexander Vizcaino. That would have been a fantastic fake trade. Anything even close to it would have been a fantastic trade fake trade because that's exactly what the trade was. When you're trying to do a fake trade, you're trying to get it right. Just like when you're doing a um, mock draft, you're trying to get it right. You are trying to assign the players to the teams who they might be interested in. And Peyton Paulette makes a lot of sense to the Cubs. Peyton Paulette makes a lot of sense to the Cubs, and I will be interested in not only reading minor league Madhouse's assessment on um, Paulette, but I'll probably be interested in looking at their whole assessment, their their entire mock draft, their entire however far they go, because you know if they go thirty deep. There's going to be some guys, 27, 28, 29. Ooh, I'd better add those guys to my list because they're not on my list. I haven't been doing a whole lot of paying attention to guys who were at 25 because those guys don't make a whole lot of sense for the Cubs because they won't be the guys they'll be taking in the first round and they won't be around for the second round. 
theoretically, hypothetically, maybe. If you're trying to learn stuff, don't be afraid to do homework. And don't be afraid to do homework that eventually doesn't really end up panning out to anything. Because if you are learning about the royal system, you're learning about how baseball systems work. And in the long run, that is probably a good thing for you. Mock drafts are cool. I should probably do some this year. Fake trades are cool. I know I'm going to do some of those this year. Don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to admit, you know, there's a lot of stuff I really don't have figured out yet. The people that have everything figured out are the ones I basically have no time for. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Herb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.